0: No, baby, that's for somebody else. We are just gonna keep you right where you at right now. Up,
1: five, five. It what you the wrestling realm presents Break It Down with Brian H hello ladies and gentlemen welcome to this episode of break it down with brian h i'm your host brian h waters episode 150 and because it's the 150th episode i have a host of great friends the five esteemed black journalists have come to join me on today's show i'm happy to bring them on as we're going to talk some black wrestling you know it is the week of the National Association of Black Journalists and the National Association of Hispanic Journalists Convention. And unfortunately we're not all together, but one thing that does, we all like is wrestling. So let's get into it. So I'm gonna start off introducing my guest. I'm first gonna start off with somebody who I've interviewed before. That is the one and only Miss Candace Cordero. Candace, how's it going?
2: I'm good, how are you?
1: I'm good, how's everything?
2: You know, we're still in quarantine, but we're keeping busy, watching wrestling, just you know, doing what we have to do, but everything
1: is great. All right. So then next, I'm gonna bring on a new friend I've uh found via in these social media streets, and that is the one and only Santana the journalist. Santana, how you doing?
3: I'm good in yourself. So thank you for having me here, you know. I'm excited. I'm-
1: Yeah, I'm excited, too. Uh, Happy you was able to come on. Um, You know, I know you're a fan. I'm a fan. So, you know, I'm excited for tonight's show. Definitely. And then I'm bringing on Miss Brianna as she comes on. Brianna, how you doing today?
4: I'm doing good. Thank you so much for having me and, you know, collabing with other journalists that like wrestling
1: Definitely. I can't wait to get in this conversation. I'm going to go on to New Orleans and bring on, I mean, excuse me, Louisiana and bring on my guy Lamar. Lamar, what's up, bro? Hey, what's going on? Thank you so much for having me on this panel right here. All right. And then, of course, last but certainly not least, if you caught me on Instagram TV, you may have caught uh, me, the one and only, the... He has a championship belt folks because he is an award-winning journalist and what do we do? We like our belts and that is the one and only the deacon David Shirley David, what's up bro?
5: Man, what's going on man? I wish I could bring my belt out but it's, it's hanging up in the room right now.
1: <laughs> all right, all right so let's get this situated. Let's start talking Aew Brandy Rhodes. She has, and I can't wait to hear what the ladies have to say about this. She has a new initiative to bring on more women's wrestling fans. How do y'all feel about that? We'll start with the ladies and then we'll move to the gentlemen. <laughs>
4: Who's going to go first? Oh, I, that's what
1: I was waiting. I was like, no, like um, but, well, well, Candace, right you...
4: now, this is necessary. Okay. I think, um, it's, it's necessary to bring attention to the fact that women aren't appreciated as much as we would like in the wrestling uh, world. So um, I appreciate what she's doing. Um, but I, I, I would like to see how is she not only just going to bring them on, but how are you going to bring more attention to that division? Because it's one thing to put them on, but it's another thing to actually you know, highlight them on AEW.
1: Another thing to highlight, uh, Candace, Santana, y'all said y'all had a lot to say about this. I'm waiting. <laughs> I
3: well, didn't know who wanted to go first, So You want to go, go first, Santana? You can go ahead, Candice.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, I definitely have a lot of thoughts. Um, the first thought that I have is I'm also excited for this. I'm excited to see where this is going to go. And I mean, the concept of AEW heels fans learned about it earlier this year. And Brandy, you know, she was leading up to this moment. And it was really interesting to see the commentary on social media about this, for me at least, because there was so much excitement from people leading up to this. But I think what really caught folks off guard was the fact that there's this subscription plan. And... My personal opinion about the subscription plan is I don't necessarily see a problem with it. I understand that people are wary because we're in a pandemic, people are hurting for money. A lot of people have been furloughed, a lot of people, you know, they're they're trying to keep whatever finances they have together. And as far as wrestling goes, and this was something that had been brought up even at the start of the pandemic in terms of merch, in terms of paying for things with wrestling in and of itself, it's kind of hard for people to find a reasoning to pay for things such as this. I think that if you have the money to pay for this and if you're excited, give it a go. I don't think that it will hurt to pay for this subscription plan. If you don't have the money for it, then don't pay for it and just wait to see what will come of it. Um, It looks like there's a lot to look forward to with the subscription plan for what they're offering for $50 a year. I think they're offering a lot, but I understand people's, you know, trepidation in terms of what they can actually expect from it because we don't know. We don't know what's going to come of the subscription plan until we actually pay for it, if we have the means to to see what will come of it. But I personally don't have a problem with the $50 a year, and I I know a lot of people do, I, a lot of people do, so... I'm just going to cap it off right there for now because I
3: still have a lot of thoughts, but I would love, you know, to hear what Tana has to say. So. Um, me personally, I mean, I think, uh, I think it's a great idea to put this together for women. Um, a lot of women over the years don't, don't get the recognition that they need it. Like uh, Brianna said. And I think given this opportunity and platform to know that we do have women who love wrestling and, we want to see women wrestle as well. You know, back in the day, women used to be like nothing but sex symbols and like valets or whatever. And to see them in the ring doing a damn good job better than a man can, you know, saying putting on a show, I think it's an amazing opportunity for them and for us to be a part of it as well and express our feelings and how we feel about it. And I just want to know the different plans she has going on for this. You know, I know people say they're going to do things for the women in wrestling, but I need that action to take in place. Like, I don't need you to tell me what you're going to do. I need to
5: see what you're going to do.
1: David, you've been, you got the AEW shirt on. How you feel?
5: Yeah, you know, I think this is something that's, that's positive, um, at least in the beginning stages of it. I We haven't really seen it develop and, and know exactly the ins and outs of everything yet. But, you know, from what I'm reading, I think it's it can be something that's really good. I I, I've always been a believer in in creating spaces for the people that feel underrepresented, Um, which in professional wrestling, it's very male dominated. And, you know, we just heard the point about women um, in wrestling being used as valets or managers, or just sex symbols. You know, um, the days of LeBron panties matches are gone. You know, and and that's that's been a very good thing. I think the door has definitely been opened um, to see some new things in professional wrestling involving women. You know, we had the first ever women's Royal Rumble Hell in a cell. Um, you know, we've seen still cage matches, tables matches, and all these different things. Um, but I also I also would really like to see. Um, a, if this thing develops to being a space for the women fans, not just the wrestlers, but the, the fans, um, the women fans, just because going to shows, um, there's nothing but a bunch of guys usually. It's, I mean, it's so many guys in there um, watching, and I feel like it should, there should definitely be a space or some type of um, ability um, or form or whatever the, the right word is there uh women fans to interact with some of these uh women wrestlers and, and just kind of talk uh that's that's something that i feel like if it really develops it should turn into something like that um and even if there's workshops of how to be a chief brand officer like brandy uh because i think aew was all about being different listening to the audience well they if this is the space we'll engage with the audience here engage with your with your demographic of women that enjoy your product.
0: Lamar, you know, i kind of feel like it's, I kind of echo those same sentiments. I've, uh, I feel like it's a good idea. I feel like it's, it's something to um, a good, at least it's good on paper right now. Um, we'll see how it goes and everything, but it looks like from all the quotes that they have on there and everything that uh, Brandy had said, I mean, I feel like it's, it's, it's something that she's really passionate about, and it's something that she really wants to do. And I feel like it's it's going to help um, attract more women to get into wrestling, and it's going to be something for more um, more women fans. And also, it's going to help out help get those women wrestlers out there a little bit more too. So I'm I'm probably, I'm pretty excited about it.
1: Yeah, my thing is when I look at it, I want to see. I, I guess when you have this subscription base. You trying to make it exclusive, but I'm a little concerned about, you know, like why should the ladies have to pay for, you know, pay $50 to get exclusive content? That's where I'm looking at it. But, I'm you know, like like we said earlier, see how it is. Check it out. But that's the only thing is like, well, why should they have to pay if the men don't have to? Are they getting special seminars obviously we're in the middle of a pandemic so not right now but it would get exclusive when shows start happening again will they get opportunities to like go backstage or exclusive one-on-one chats what are going to be what will the benefits be Mm -hmm.
3: right right Well,
2: well i just wanted to add to that when you go on the aew website under the heel section And you look for, because I checked it out today, and you look at the subscription, those are things that you will get. Apparently, once you sign up, you'll be able to get like special, they they said dance parties, Mm -hmm. excuse me, virtual meet and greets. Um, And there seems to be a lot of perks with it that if you weren't a part of the subscription, you probably wouldn't be privy to. So Mm -hmm. it sounds to me like one of those, because there are a lot of these woman only exclusive clubs that have been around for quite some time. And it sounds like this is the wrestling equivalent of that. And for all of those other clubs, you have to pay to invest in the service itself. So, I mean, I, it just sounds something to that nature. And I think what threw people off was the whole $50 a year, but also I noticed a lot of men on Twitter were really not feeling it. And even some were saying, well, why can't I be involved with this in a, they just didn't understand the importance of having something just for women, which I thought was really intriguing. So those are just some things that I observed even today, although Brandy had talked about this for months and she said it was coming out. But the subscription plan just threw people for a loop and that it just turned into this whole big thing. So,
1: yeah, I, I personally don't have a problem with it. I mean, I think it is cool to involve more women's wrestling fans i i like that idea you know and more i think about it i want to know what do y'all think do y'all take the wwe swooping and do something like this for 39.99 a year you know they might they in competition
3: with them (laughs)
5: <laughs> I mean the, you the, the best man. you're gonna get the best you're gonna get is you might they might put somebody they might put one of their women's wrestlers in a cricket wireless and you go meet them. That's, that's probably probably the mean, best that's the you best. You already get you're that
1: though WrestleMania weekend though. <laughs>
2: yeah you but know? I
5: mean you know have it the the access the access to WWE talent comes from meeting them at a Cricket Wireless or WrestleMania access. Other than mm. that don't forget about it Uh, unless unless they're granting a wish um or they're doing be a star but that's usually for children um but for us adult fans you know they 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 limit that as really as much as they can
1: yeah and speaking of brandy rhodes um aw women's tag team tournament for the cup you know that was originally you know breaking the fourth wall here that was the original part of you know her discussion in this rundown But might as well talk about it now. I'm not feeling it. I don't like the fact that her and Allie are face but heel, heel but face. Do anybody else feel this way? Do anybody see anything coming out of this? I'll start with you.
3: Probably nothing, honestly.
1: Because the way I'm looking at it is, I, I see her shining but mm-hmm. you had this thing with nala rose and you had yeah i'm a huge Ariane fan i know a lot of people may not be but you had okay we're going to reveal this big reveal she's going to have a tag partner spoiler alert! i was hoping it was amber rodriguez good friend of mine i know her nala rose are best friends. i said hopefully it's her what well, it was it then we see Ariane. i'm like all right cool you know maybe they'll win the taxi tournament nala gonna get back to dominating that didn't happen and then they lose in the first round. But we see Brandy and Allie who they look like they're friends, but then they're not. So that's the thing that's confusing. Brianna, what you think?
4: I, I didn't understand the storyline. <laughs> it was confusing <laughs> as why, I don't know, why are we pushing those two? Because like you said, you know, Arhan is somebody who almost is a vet, basically. Like you would like to see them excel way more. And I'm just like, you know what? I didn't, I didn't understand why she I, basically what where their angle is. What are they really trying to accomplish with that? You know, with, with the two of them together.
1: Yeah. Lamar.
0: <laughs> well, I really didn't get a chance to see it. So, um, just go
1: on. <laughs> you ain't messing up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me? Yes. Yeah, okay. I'm
2: sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I mean, I was actually shocked that Nyla and Ariane lost. I wasn't expecting that. I thought that they were actually going to win. So now I'm really intrigued to see where they're gonna go with Tay, Conti, and Anna Jay, if how that's gonna look. Because you know, there are tons of people saying, Well, obviously Brandy's gonna win, Brandy and Allie are gonna win, this whole thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. But now I'm like I don't know they completely throw a curveball like it's I'm just waiting for the next installment because now it's like I don't even know what to expect so uh, and I think this might be a tipping off point for a potential women's tag team division like maybe this is where they're going with all of this so I'm just kind of observing and waiting as time goes on
1: are they ready for championship belts are they ready for AEW women's tag titles Uh, Santana what you think
3: um I think they're kind of forcing it a little bit to mm-hmm. me um because you know they kind of in the midst of developing, you know, bringing these tag these women tag teams together and kind of parting them up. Um like with the Aryan situation, you know, she's been gone from wrestling for like a while. You know, a long time and for her to come back and lose, that makes me mad because it's like y'all be bringing these people back for these comebacks and you Put be having them lose. Like. Right, like, <laughs> he's like, come on, now you can't just be bringing somebody back just to have them lose, and then I'm gonna get mad. Like I'm mad now because, like, you have <laughs> yeah. the utmost. You like this girl; she is a vet. Like she's been doing this thing for years, you know. So although she, you know, had her little issue over there, but to bring her back to have her lose, what was the point? You could just let her stay at home, you know, and let her <laughs> quarantine instead of bringing her back to lose. And, and, you, know, wait-
1: would... <laughs> you know, that's
3: you what I. That's what I was like
1: thinking. That. Like I, I know, people they really say, well, she got a chance to be on TV. That brings more publicity. She get more mm-hmm. TV time for her other projects. But still, it, it's so funny—not funny because funny, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I already said it. she's like one of my favorites, but it's different hearing Ariana and Vet because we saw the struggle. We like we yeah. saw her grow in wrestling from tough enough to NXT to the main roster, Total Divas back the nxt and so david what you think about the women's uh, tag team division on aew
5: i mean i just i think it's for the most part really non-existent um that's why this whole thing kind of confuses me because it just came about on youtube and there's no real the only real things feud i'm seeing in terms of the women's division is big swall and, and Britt baker uh, oh. that's all i'm seeing on tv um, no real teasing to what happened, no no real uh, push to replays um, of, of what happened in the tournament, um, You know, no backstage segments or interviews. It's just kind of, if you want to catch it on YouTube, you can. And it's kind of the same thing with AEW Dark. I mean, they had 12 matches on AEW Dark last week. And Jeez. it's almost like, well, yeah, if you want to see Scorpio Sky Wrestle, you got to watch AEW Dark on, on YouTube. And if you don't, well, you're not gonna know what Scorpio is doing, and you're not gonna really get a chance to see Sunny Kiss Russell. You're not gonna really get a chance to see Private Party Russell when they're not on TV, um, and a lot of those guys, you're just not gonna, you're just not gonna see them. Um, so it makes it seem like it's it's like some snacky cake thing for the diehard fans, but there's no real payoff for it in terms of a story that leaks into TV, um, and maybe AEW knows their audience very well, and they and they know that hey we don't have just a a majority warm audience that will only watch us on TV because we're only on TV once a week. Um, And to where WWE can say we're on TV three times a week. Um, And that if you just watch that alone, that's enough. But uh, I I feel, I feel as if, as of right now, um, that whole thing just kind of doesn't really make sense to me. Um, And then with Ariane. You know she's not. She didn't sign with AEW. She they brought her back for like a, a one time thing. That's that's at mm-hmm. least what she told Naomi, um, for yep. her show uh, that came out. So um, it was kind of like, hey, you want to do this? Okay, sure. Um, and then she she pulled up. Um, you know I think it would have been, I think it would have been something had they won, but also it's kind of weird time that even be, like, they don't really want to sign people permanently with COVID going on, but why bring them into your aw bubble anyway? I,
1: well, I, you I just know. brought up something. You got guys like Scorpio Sky. You got Private Party, you know, talented wrestlers. I know Private Party, you know, I watched them on the indies. They're on TV. You signed them for a reason. Why aren't you taking this time to develop them instead of then going for this quick fix and bringing on former WWE superstars because I thought when AEW came along, they were going to build new stars. And that's what I was excited about, but I'm not really seeing a lot of new stars built. You know, uh Santana, hey, I, you shake well, your hand. I mean oh,
5: Well, are yeah, just just to interject, I mean, I was just having a discussion on what stars they were building, and I think it's it's a very slow process. I think they're taking mm-hmm. the kind of old school approach to booking, um, to where, you know, a these days, it's more of, okay, what's our main event next week? What's our main event in two months? To where, in old school booking, you should know your main event 18 months in advance. Um, so I feel like there are there's some slowly but surely building going on. We've seen Orange Cassidy kind of take off, um, which has been good. That, that's been like the, the quickest rise. But Sammy Guevara, MJF, their builds are pretty slow right now um mm. and then private party it looked like they were starting to build them as a team but then it just kind of tapered off a little bit because they weren't able to capture the titles but i was just interjecting with that
1: yeah go ahead anybody else got anything to add on that before we move on I
2: i just wanted to add i think it's really it has to be hard because aew was on only once a week as was mentioned. Now we're coming up against, you know, football season, basketball. There's all these different parameters. And AEW is but a little under a year old still. They have they need to have time to grow. And I think folks are just so excited to see what they can do that the excitement, it's at a point where people are just like, as soon as they don't see something, they're thinking, well, I thought this was gonna happen. I thought that was gonna happen. And I think we just need – it's hard. It's really hard because you want to see so many things go on. Also, the roster is massive, and they're dealing with people that are stuck overseas. Like, there are people overseas that we haven't seen in months because they literally – they can't come out and wrestle. So there's so many different things happening, and they're dealing with this pandemic. They're trying to – you know get viewers they're trying to get their numbers up they're on tnt we have no idea what those higher-ups at tnt are, are asking of them too so i think there's just so many different things happening at once that as far as i can see or, or my opinion is that is just you just have to wait that's literally it we just have to wait and see what they're going to come up with and and what's going to happen with people like scorpio sky and private party and you know, this rumored second show that I've been hearing about, there's supposed, they supposedly before the pandemic hit, we're gonna have a second show, whether it was on TNT or TBS or what have you. So mm-hmm. there's just all these things happening that it's like it's just a waiting game, I feel to see what's next, you know, down the pipe with them. So
1: Yeah, it's definitely a waiting game. So uh, it's gonna be interesting to see. I was looking forward to seeing what they would do with the second show, but you know, we shall see. Um moving on. We see a lot of uh, legends in WWE comment. You see Booker T, you see Mark Henry. They both have podcasts and radio shows and they're very vocal. And we recently saw Booker T comment about Naomi and he essentially told her that after they had, you know, their understanding that she could listen to the internet or she could listen to him and he was there to help. Brianna, how do you feel about Booker T's comments about Naomi? Should that have been something that should have been kept in house or are you okay with him doing it publicly?
4: <sighs> so this was one of my favorite things that I think I continually um, watched, I guess, to, to make sure I was understanding what he was saying and you know, not, not creating my own narrative. However, um, I do believe that that's something that he could have said to her privately simply because right now is not the time that they need to see um, two black legends basically edit because people are are already creating their own you know narratives after his comments and and what and how she responded um kind of to to some of what I felt like he was saying um, in my opinion, Naomi is like one of the most athletic divas there. There, there will be, <laughs> to be honest. Um, she's like it's like her and Charlotte Flair are right up there with me. And then you have you know everybody else who came after them. But right is is just athleticism. I always thought they were always in my top two. And then you bring in Becky Lynch and the rest of them. But she is super athletic. So to say that she needs to work harder, I don't think it was targeted at that. But like her overall aura, I want to feel almost like I feel when um, Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Flair comes out—intimidation, you know, some type of like chills in my body when you come out that you're making me feel some type of way. So it's like, you know, she comes out and she's dancing, and you can tell she's really happy. But I think for her character, because people have limited her so much, and she she gets opportunities, but not the opportunities we would like to see her winning the Royal Rumble was, was huge, you know, for her. And she was able to say she was the first person to do it, but she has to capitalize off those moments. So again, I'm going to say, yes, he should have said it probably to her and just say, Hey, we need to build you up a better character. Like let's, let's find you something. To do. I know she works with Our truth a lot, like on her music and everything. Um, but he could have just said, Hey, you know, we just need to make you scary to people. Versus saying that, and as he should be vocal, it is his podcast. But I'm just like, for her, this this like looking out for your sister. That's not mm-hmm. we don't we don't want to bring attention to what's going on with her. Let's try to put her up so mm-hmm. the WWE can see that she has all this potential that we just need to do a rebuilding on her. But she, I watched Total Diva so much, and you would see how much struggle she had even to get little things done to her character, even to. know when she lit up the belt it was a problem so it's like little things for her is is big and i think that again booker t should have just said it properly
1: yeah candace you have interviewed tons of wrestlers Mm -hmm. so you and then working backstage having a a relationship in a sense like this a professional relationship with these wrestlers how did you feel when you heard booker t's comments
2: oh gosh (laughs) I I get it. I get why he did it. I mean, when you're doing a podcast, you there's gonna be some controversy involved. Mm. And I feel like it wasn't malicious at all at all. Like he wasn't trying to dig on Naomi. Could it have been done behind the scenes? Absolutely. But it happened. He said what he said. And I get what he was saying. I think it was the way that it came across seemed insensitive, but we've all seen Naomi throughout the years try to reincarnate and reinvent herself, and a lot of wrestlers go through this. A lot of wrestlers throughout their career, one of the first things that they have to think about besides the actual sport and craft of wrestling is their gimmick, because that's also what's going to get the wrestler over. And the gimmick is massively important. And if it's just a fluff, it's just, you know, your chances of getting over with the crowd, it's gonna be so much harder for you. So in in all sense of what Booker T was saying to Naomi, I think he he is looking out for her. He it came across insensitive to me, but I also get it because he's a legend. He's been through the ringer. He he's one of, you know, few people in wrestling that can sit Naomi aside and say, sis, this is something that I'm noticing. I want you to improve yourself. I want you to get better. This is what I want you to do. But to tell a wrestler these things, the rest wrestlers can be sensitive as well. You know, it's the life of a wrestler is hard. And a lot of people, they see it, but they don't really see it. And so for someone like Naomi, who's been in this business for so long, who has a certain pedigree, She's extremely athletic. She's gorgeous. She's done so much in her career to see her strive. That's all we want for her. And I can understand her feeling some type of way to, to have Booker T, who's probably like a big brother and uncle, what have you, say these things on a public platform. I'm sure that had to hurt to some extent. Mm. Um, but it's we're at the point now where I think wrestlers are just going to have to understand that they're, Under a microscope, and there are people who have opinions, especially in in the media, and someone that you think is is your friend, they're they're most likely they're going to say something, they're going to say something, whether it's a work or a shoot, we don't know, but they just have to have a thick skin and get used to people in the business talking about their gimmick, talking about their work, it's just going to happen, especially in this day and age where you're seeing more journalists and wrestling coming out and, and, you know, having these platforms, you just have to be ready for it. And um, I think that's something that we're just going to see more of. And we live in a, can- a cancer culture too, so that's a whole other whole other issue. But um, I think all in all, I don't think that Booker T meant any harm from it. I just mm-hmm. think yet maybe he could have said it in a different way, but Booker T is Booker T. He's... It came out the way it came out. They said sorry. And I'm hoping to see Naomi just do more in WWE and really, you know, find something new for her character that really sticks and can push her to the next level. So.
1: Cool. Santana, should black men, I won't, I won't, I say, should black, I should say this, should black men have their criticisms in private if there's an opportunity, when there's relationships like this?
3: Um, yes and no. Um, I say yes because you have to kind of think about the other person's feelings and take it into into consideration. Not everyone has like that tough skin where you can say whatever you want to them in public publicly wise and they just shove it off like okay cool I get it I understand. And then no because sometimes people need to learn the hard way about things and so that Maybe they can understand better with the whole Naomi and Booker T situation. I, I didn't see much of an issue, but I, I get it. Naomi, watching her on Total Divas, she is kind of sensitive, so I can see if that may have hurt her feelings or whatnot. But honestly, truly, I feel like Naomi needs to go heal. You know,
4: really, I do. He
3: tried really it though. Like I, I know, but I feel that this time, because in the beginning when she was when she went here with like Sasha Banks and Tamina. You know, yeah, that was a great trio, but I needed to see Naomi be healed by herself and see Thank how you. it goes. She Thank needs you. to get that. She needs to get her husband treatment. Like when the Usos, when they were all, you know, painted face and the, you know, their trial thing they were doing, when they went healed, I was happy. I was but, feeling that I was feeling the Air Force Ones every week. <laughs> like I wanted to give me a new pair so I can feel like, so I can fit in.
1: But I think she I needs to, that, oh, sorry, go ahead.
3: No, go ahead. You go
1: ahead. I I was just going to say, I think she needs to be legit ticked off in order for a heel run to work. Because when she tried, it was boring. And Sasha came up to the main roster. Tamina, both of them outshined her. Now, Mm -hmm. if you're talking Arian coming back, I think Naomi could have been the muscle and Arian could have did all the talking. And I believe it would have (laughs) worked. You know, Uh, but I just don't see it any other way like she's a genuinely a nice person like they've alluded to the podcast arian said it people don't have issues with naomi because they just love her Ariane had a mouth on her and you could see like she is yeah. annoying <coughs> so it was just <laughs> natural when they did the split which the a few could have lasted longer but it was natural when they did the split for it to work out that way where people are was just totally annoying but it would be hard to me. It would be hard for me to believe Naomi being a heel. I think she's one of the true baby faces. But you know, Lamar, what you think? You know, I I, I really think that
0: about um, about Booker T. I feel like that he could have kept those comments. You know, maybe they could have kept it behind closed doors. But I do. I would like to see a little bit of character development um, from Naomi. But I really want good things for her though. Like yeah. I feel like that she's really talented. I feel like that she does deserve another run of the belt uh once again. And just 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 that's basically that. I mean, I really feel like that she's really talented. She's very underrated uh when it comes to that. So, um that's that's what I think. David
5: Yeah, you know, reading back on Burkett's comments, it, he was just being Booker T. He was being very straightforward about it. Um, yeah. He could have said it straight to her face, but I mean, that's that's what Booker T. does. Um, I think Booker T's point, even though you know I'm not really trying to put words in his mouth, but Booker T's biggest thing at, when he's talking about young guys is always how to build that longevity. It's always mm-hmm. about well, this is you know when I no matter what it was when he was doing Harlem Heat had longevity. Booker T had longevity, and then King Booker had longevity until he was legit worn out by it and had to step away from wrestling for a calendar year before going to TNA. Um, And I think he wants Naomi to have that longevity, um, but his approach to it was a little bit different because we've seen, I don't think he was discrediting hashtags so we've seen fans influence things that's how we got Daniel Bryan and Kobe Kingston as champions um, that's kind of where diva's a the divas yeah. yeah the give divas yeah. a chance hashtag at times if the audience is incredibly loud and WWE is doing what's called social listening then changes are made but then again how long are those runs How what, what's the longevity of that that has to genuinely come from the talent of that performer right there so um i I think that he's looking at it for you know the long term thing because booker wrestled for a long long time and still will get in the ring every now and again um and i think he cares about the longevity he's not he's not a flash in the pan type of person and as you've seen with him, and I think to bring up another name, probably the best name to bring up in this is Chris Jericho, in terms of evolving your character and continuing yeah. to change things. Mm-hmm. Um, those are things that either you have it, or yeah, you can probably be tutored and 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 learn that ability. But though that's what makes you so good in in WWE is being able to evolve, or in just professional wrestling, being able to evolve your your character and continue to change things. Because we love Naomi. But you you can only do something for so long um, before fans say, "Okay, I'm actually kind of I'm bored by it." Um, mm-hmm. We love we love the fact that she had light up shoes and dancing. We love the fact that she was sliding on her knees. Her knee. It was great, but you do have to evolve it because if it becomes the same thing over and over and over again, it's just not gonna get. Uh, it's just it's not gonna entertain anybody.
1: That's true. We're going to talk evolving, and characters evolving. We get back, uh, we take a quick break. Uh, guys, make sure you subscribe to the Wrestling Realm on YouTube and you can get more content like this. The creative process seems to be the topic of choice in professional wrestling. With That being said, the Wrestling Realm would like you to know that as far as the creative process is concerned, we would never do anything to disrespect or disregard each other's ideas when it comes out to putting the best product for the Wrestling Realm.
3: problem yes
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh boy oh boy i probably had sound effects i do and we're back ladies and gentlemen here talking black wrestlers we have a Five black journalists with me talking black wrestlers. We talked about we talked about evolving. Big E is set for a singles run, and you know we just talked about Booker T, and we're not here to pick on Booker, but he did say something which I kind of agree with to an extent. That is that Big E needs to we need to see some evolution in him if we're going to take him serious as a wwe champion Yes. Co- kofi kingston's hurt um xavier woods is hurt now is biggie's time what i saw in the ring friday night when he kept looking and kept saying i'm coming it would put me in a place when kofi did it uh during that uh, gauntlet match when he got, I believe it was AJ Styles' face that said, nah, this is my time. Lamar, are you ready for Big E to become the WWE Universal Champion? 110%
0: yes. (laughs) I feel like it is time for him to do this. Um, He has the charisma. He has the look. Um, I feel like that it is time for him to uh, at least get that opportunity and a chance. And what better time and what better chance to do it, but now, right now, with... two partners woods kofi being on the shelf a little bit so hopefully he can be able to get that um get that opportunity um we'll see who gets a chance to win at SummerSlam between uh bray and 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 braun but i think that it is a very good opportunity if kofi could do it hey why not uh biggie
1: well you got excited santana what you think
3: um, I think it's great um, that Big E is getting the opportunity. I mean, he's been in this tag team trio for like a long, long, long time. And I think a lot of people have forgotten about Big E when he was in his singles run. I think he was the Intercontinental Champion at one mm-hmm. point. And then he mm-hmm. has a five count that he used to do, you know, when he was Big E Langston, you know, after they, you know, showing your name. First after black. <laughs> First black you know, NXT they- champion. Right. You know, so it's like he he has he has everything he can talk on the mic because a lot of big a lot of big dude wrestlers cannot talk <laughs> whatsoever. And he has the voice he has. He has literally everything in embodiment of a championship. It's just the point of them actually giving him the opportunity and him having this push. I believe it could take him to becoming a champion. This depends on how long it's going to happen you know, or how long they're going to let him hold the title. Cause I'm
1: still Can't, mad oh, about what they did to Kofi. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. That was uh, definitely a travesty on a Friday night where they introduced Fox sports and introduced Kofi Kingston to the world. Candace does big E need to drop the new day gimmick. Does he need to make a change for anybody for you to take him seriously? What does it take? Wow.
2: That's a great question. Um, I feel like this is his chance to really come into his own. I don't think he has to drop the gimmick entirely, but to definitely, as we're using the word evolve, evolve into something where he's using parts of the gimmick to create something completely new and fresh that's just solely Big E. And like Santana said, he has all the attributes. He's a massive talent he has everything. He has the looks, the charisma, the athletic ability. People love Big E. He's just a beloved person. And this is truly faded, in my opinion. I think this is his time to shine. And he can use little bits and pieces of the gimmick that he already has, including the new day gimmick, but take it to a completely different level, which I think he can, because I also believe that He has range as an actor. I think he's great comedic-wise, and I think that he can infuse some dramatics into his arsenal. I think he has it in him. So I definitely am excited for him. I think this is his moment. I can't wait to see him run with whatever they give him, and I totally think that he has the goods to just take his character to a completely new level.
1: New level. Brianna?
4: Um, okay, so kind of piggybacking off what Candace said, I low key do want to see him get rid of a New Day, like altogether. Um, yes, we're always gonna remember him from that, just like how Booker T got started in a tag team match and um in a matchup, and Shawn Michaels and all these people came out with somebody else, even Naomi. But for me to respect him for real, for real, which I already do, but just you know for real, for real, put put respect with Big E. Is like, you got to get that without them. You know what I'm saying? Because people will always associate you with that only. And I think he's done enough at this point now for people to see him just as a legend by himself. But in order to evolve, as we're saying, um, I don't really want to hear anything um, about the New Day with him right now.
1: So do you want to see him break up and turn on them? Or do you just kind of want to see him win with new music and new gear?
4: Okay. So thinking about the shield, I know it was more like a Seth Rollins turn on them type thing, but then the other two just started doing that thing. <laughs> like I would prefer somebody else to turn on them. And then it, it it turns him into this, you know, savior. I don't know. I don't want to see him do it. Cause I don't want people to start hating him, but I would prefer somebody else to do it. And then,
3: he get his
1: shine. David. I they were
3: supposed to uh, let him turn on him. What'd you say? I thought they were supposed to, like, it was a rumor that he was actually supposed to turn on a new day. I don't want him to. I
4: don't want it to be him. I need it to be somebody
3: <laughs> Like, else. I saw, they make that, I saw that somewhere.
5: They make, I saw that somewhere. They make way too much money. Yeah, they make they way do, more money than the steel. Their merchandise. Their their merchandise sales are are incredible and and they've been able to evolve as a team. I mean, you just got to give them credit. You know, they first came in they were they were wearing suits and then it changed to preacher guys and then they turned <laughs> heels and so they started having fun and and making pop culture references. Then you got bootios was supposed to be an insult. Well, no, they just called people booty then they turned to bootios. <laughs> and then out of nowhere, you go from booty to pancakes. I need like where, I remember I I didn't watch for like a couple of weeks. I came back and they were throwing pancakes. I was like, why is there pancakes now? I didn't get it. But they were, they they were evolving though. Like they they continued to, you know, do new things because New Day. I I remember New Day being together in strong heels at Survivor Series 2015 um, in my second year uh, at Georgia State. And here they are, 2020, going into the fall. And they're still going strong. Um, in terms of Big E, I think the, the the whole serious thing just didn't really work out. It just doesn't really work out when you're that serious, I'm strong and I can beat anybody up character. Um, because if you remember when he was taking the mic, it was, oh, I've got the mic now. And I was like, bro, what are you talking about? Like, it was weird. Um <laughs> it was better than Jackson, I, I will, I will Jackson, never though. forget that. He was. I will, I will never <laughs> forget. when he. I think he came out with uh, Ziggler and AJ. And he grabbed the mic and he goes, Oh, I've got the mic now. And, and people just started booing. And it was like, What? And then he looked at Cena and he was like, Cena, you want a match? It's on. And I'm like, that was that was terrible. And they were workout <laughs> buddies, from what I heard. Who Cena and, and Big E? Yeah. Makes like, sense. Cena
1: wanted yeah. like the WWE to really push Big E to the moon because they, you know, they worked out and that was like one of his guys. I mean, think about it, though. I mean, that, he that debuted at that WrestleMania 29. How many wrestlers, especially black ones, actually had their debut match at WrestleMania? True. His debut match was right. him and Ziggler versus Daniel Bryan and Kane. Team hell no. Hell no. You yeah. know, so. and,
5: and, and, you know, he did have that. Then he just turned face out of nowhere, um, <laughs> got the IC title. But I think when he was in the New Day, I saw a side of Biggie that I didn't even know existed, to be honest. Uh, Mm -hmm. is that he's a fun loving guy and even though he's big he's someone who can (laughs) really entertain so i feel like he could keep elements of the new day gimmick to his to his uh to his character less i mean there's some things you're just not gonna be able to do you can't bounce off of kofi or bounce off of xavier like you used to but you definitely you are he is an entertainer um so i think he should keep that and it's different to have a, a a big black guy as a as a face and be really over. Um, Mark Henry as a face was odd. Um, I'm trying to think. Um,
1: but see, you but see, you don't remember sexual just, chocolate though.
5: Yeah, but see, but I was I was about to get to that. Viscera <laughs> and sexual chocolate were exactly that. They were hypersexualized, big men. <laughs> they were completely hypersexualized. Like didn't didn't may God rest his soul, didn't he propose to Lily with a cheeseburger or something? Like yeah. whatever he did. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like they were they were like over sexualized. So it's different to have them as like an actual, like, no no no, he's he's a face, not because the gimmick is is funny and he's trying to sleep with the different women on the roster, it's because he's he's just good at what he does. So yeah, he no, he he definitely definitely um, deserves a title run. Um, I hope it happens, and you know when it does, I'm going to be extremely happy for
1: him. Well, we talk about a big black guy, and I got to ask this question. Anybody jump in? I won't spend too much time on him, but Keith Lee, can he be that big black guy who, when he comes to the main, what what he's doing on NXT? Can that get over on the main roster?
4: Mm, I want to say no. I want it- to say no, I'm not even going to lie. I, I would like for him to do that, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know. There's so many factors that play into him, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, he's 35. And and that doesn't seem like a big deal, but 35 on NXT is a big deal. I am about to say,
1: I'd be 34 in two days.
4: No, that's what I'm like. It's not a big deal. Like... It's a lot of people who, of course, already older, already on the main roster, though. Mm -hmm. And at that age, working to the main roster, then they get you on. Then they got to build a storyline. And I'm just like, how long before his storyline is good Mm -hmm. enough for him to be a big push?
1: So you don't see 30,000 people yelling, bask in his glory?
3: No. (laughs) (laughs) I, I wanted it, but I'm just like... Mm,
1: anybody believe
4: in Keith Lee so hard, man. I believe in him no it's not him it's not um, him at all it's just the situation he's put in
1: you think when he get that Vince touch it's a wrap
4: mm-hmm. yeah like Vince <laughs> will screw up a situation I'm just I'm thinking about Bobby <laughs> Lashley I'm like man Bobby Lashley is not old but he's seasoned and we're still waiting for a moment for him are you serious <laughs>
1: Candace, oh you God. like you ready jump in <laughs>
4: Because
2: I, I like Keith Lee, I really do. We're seeing this whole thing play out where, you know, people really love Keith Lee. He's mm. someone that it seems like he people wouldn't expect him to be in the position that he is in terms of his age and and you know he's a big guy. Um, he's really agile though, and he has a great personality. It seems it's just. As we see when people go from NXT or developmental to the main roster, things tend to fall apart for a lot of folks. So I definitely agree with Brianna. I, I, I'm trying to be positive because you never know. He could get to the main roster and they love him. Vince loves him, push him to the moon. We have no idea, but I just hope for his sake, I hope that when he gets there because I do believe he will get there. It's not an if, it's a win factor. Um, that he just isn't sitting, you know, in the back, kind of waiting, you know, for things to come together for him, that they give him things to do, and that they don't bury him completely. So, it's one of those things where it's like another waiting room who you knows what's going to happen. But, I he people love Keith Lee, people absolutely. I've never seen one person or heard one person say they hate Keith Lee, like they don't like him. He seems to be loved by everyone, so. It's just a
1: matter of him not just getting buried when he gets to the main monster. So it's like, let's pray. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he does have natural charisma. Excuse me. Speaking of somebody who has natural charisma, the boss, Sasha Banks, finally the is boss. two belts banks officially as of last uh just two Mondays ago now. Um but we know that. She has a tendency to win titles and then lose them at the pay per views. Or are we still calling them pay per views? I still call them pay per views. SummerSlam's coming up. And I was on YouTube. And WWE just happened to re- recently upload her full match with Alexa Bliss from SummerSlam a few years ago when Sasha lost the title. Should we be concerned with Sasha Banks losing the championship, Santana?
3: um is does Bailey plan on being in her corner for mm, this match? Um, they don't have
4: to break
3: up. <laughs> um because if she is, then maybe she may help her out. Mm-hmm.
2: Um
3: but other than that, I really don't see it. Like Sasha Banks has a record of losing her titles at um all these pay-per-views anybody I've ever known before. So I mean if she beats Oscar, which I really don't see her doing it by herself, mm-hmm. um, she she may end up losing the awesome going to Oscar and gonna take their title back.
1: David, can blue hair Sasha hold on to the title?
5: I will hope the rolling 60s career, Sasha wins. Um, you know this is this is a different a different type of uh, a different type of feel um, with, with this run. Um, cause the way it started, the way it started was already in like a dirty finish. So even if it's a dirty finish, I'll take it. But my concern, Yeah, for sure. Um, but I, I do, I do believe though. Um, you know, we, we've been waiting for that Sasha lengthy title run for a while. Um, and we just haven't, haven't had it yet. Does it happen? I don't know. I think maybe it's a running joke to event, you know, uh, So concern? Yeah. Do I hope it happens? Mm. I don't know. I I think think I'm kind of indifferent either way, Um, just because at this point I've kind of come to accept that that's just that's just how it goes sometimes. You know, just like back in the day, Bray Wyatt would cut these amazing promos and lose the feud or Dolph Ziggler (laughs) would have a pretty good reason to be challenging for the title, but never win the title. It's kind of one of those running jokes I think Vince has just going on. (laughs)
1: Candice you think it's a running joke going on Does she Does Sasha hold on tight She's going around saying thank you Vince On every tweet she posts And she's bragging about her riches Will she hold all the gold after SummerSlam You
2: know I agree With The sentiment of it feels different This time around I mean we don't have Charlotte we don't have Becky Bailey's in her corner There's hardly an audience we're in this weird time as it is and for quite some time we're seeing sasha and bailey just being pushed to the moon they are doing amazing work together i feel like i absolutely agree i really think this time around is different i think she she's just gonna retain for a little while i don't think it's gonna be something where you know she's gonna lose that belt so quickly that's just my my deep opinion, and it's, I think it's because of everything that just happened, it just it really does feel good this time if she loses, I personally will be upset, because I want Sasha to win, like, I really like Sasha, she's an amazing athlete, it really pains me to see her lose these titles you know, case after case pay-per-view after pay-per-view, and with SummerSlam coming up I think, I don't know I think she will retain it, I think she I don't think she'll win, and the fan base will just go crazy. If she loses, then all hell will break the loose on social media, as far as I can tell. So yeah. <laughs> that's just
1: the way I see it. Lamar, <laughs> Sasha Banks, when you look back at everything going on, are you nervous about this with her and Bailey? Do you see Bailey turning on her soon, or is that coming later? Or what do you see as a result of SummerSlam? I feel like it might happen a
0: little bit later down the road. Um, maybe not right now, but man, um, just to echo the sentiments about uh, her having a long title reign. I really want her to have a long title reign. Like um, I'm, I'm tired of her just winning the belt and then dropping it as soon as the next pay-per-view uh, comes about. I mean, I, I feel like that she needs a lengthy run. And uh, hopefully she can try to get that this this go round here, and to at least um, just to at least do that. But um, I feel like the turn's probably going to come, not right now, but maybe a little bit maybe a little bit down the
1: road here. Brianna,
4: I am going to agree with Lamar on that because I was honestly going to say she's one of my favorite, but um, I was going to say I don't think they're going to give it to her now simply because of how she got it. They made it look extreme like so dirty you know there's one thing to just do some some shady stuff but it's like they made it look extremely dirty on her part that i feel like they're they're gonna push for the fans to want her to lose it because of how you got it and i think that's gonna be the narrative of well you didn't do that right so since you did this right we're gonna take that from you and i hate that but i'm thinking in my head even though i love her and bailey together i'm thinking like in order for her to have this this long run that we want, they're gonna break them up some kind of way and just really turn her into, I mean, she's already the boss, but they're gonna really turn her into like certified super boss mode, mean to everybody type deal for her to have this this long run. Like she's gonna have to really just take over the whole women's division at that point, which she should have already. But <laughs> I think they're gonna they're gonna like dismantle her and and Bailey first. And that's why I said I agree with Lamar that it's not... I would want it to come right now. I definitely want her to win. Let me let me say that I want her to win. I just think because of how they portray her getting that belt, they're not going to give it to her.
1: You don't think they're going to give it to or her? Keep
4: her keep it, yeah.
1: Right. Well, we'll see. You know, um, I always said that I think these two should... There are a few should come to a climax at WrestleMania. I thought SummerSlam would have been perfect because it was supposed to be in Boston, obviously, Pandemic stopped that, but we'll see. Um, two more things. Uh, well, one before I, I what I want y'all to do, think about now, and then you know, I'll come back is your Mount Rushmore of black wrestlers. But before we do that, The Rock has purchased the XFL, he's come to save Vince McMahon. <laughs> David, are you excited? Are you looking forward to covering the XFL with the rock at the end? Danny Garcia, Danny Garcia being the first woman to own a sports league, which is amazing.
5: Yes.
1: Are you excited to see the cover some XFL?
5: Yeah, I mean I'm excited about it. I, I was pretty disappointed when I saw the uh you know the pandemic kind of forced the XFL to go go into bankruptcy and um, it was really becoming something that it was actually catching steam. It was actually something where, you know, it was catching a little bit of fire. So it definitely needed to be brought back. I, I was very, very disappointed um, to see that. Like, man, we didn't even get a full season of XFL football. Um, and there were guys who were uh, formerly in the NFL who were being able to, to make some plays in the XFL and kind of make some noise a little bit and um, got interviews on the sidelines. You know, just very in-depth, entertaining football. But uh I tell you what, um, you know, I'm excited to see what The Rock you does with this, what ideas he brings to the table. Um, because if there's somebody that Vince does listen to, it's, it's The Rock. Um, the Rock is one of I mean The Rock is one of those people that's allowed to break script in the middle of running that <laughs> rock. So if you're able to do that then you're saying, Hey, 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 I, I own this league too. You know, um, let me uh let, let me let me try something out here. Uh, with the xfl so we'll, we'll we'll see what happens
1: there my brother the real Dwayne allen always says that if you made vincent man a million dollars you can kind of do what you want and you look back <laughs> at people like the ultimate warrior hulk hogan people you never thought you ever see well hogan differ, but warrior you never thought you'd see him in the wwe ring again and fortunately he was at the hall of fame um Santana, what you think? Uh, the rock XFL will Vince McMahon still be involved in it somehow.
3: Definitely. It's Vince McMahon. He's gonna be involved some kind of way. He ain't gonna gonna get that that opportunity on your own just like that. And he ain't gonna have nothing to say. Like he's definitely gonna be somewhere in the back, somewhere probably got a, a earpiece in his ear, like rock. I need you to do this. Although you know you may have you may be the only of this, but I need you to do this, like this, here. So he may he may have something to you know be a little bit little bug in the ear he might I can see it happening,
1: yeah, Brianna, what you think about uh the rock purchasing xFL and what do you think about uh Danny Garcia being involved as well?
4: okay, so Danny Garcia being an owner is big huge humongous for women right now. I'm gonna keep saying like it's so important right now always for women to be you know, pushed as, as, as strong people. But right now in particular, we need that more than anything. And that gives hope to, I'll say younger girls. Um, I think uh, me as an adult, I obviously know things can happen. I just know we need the opportunity, but um, that gives hope to younger girls looking up and say that there are things that we can do, um, you know, just because it's football and women aren't playing in that, in that league doesn't mean that a woman can't own it, but Um, My best friend actually played for the XFL. So I take it very (laughs) personal that, that that the rock bought it. Like I take it extremely personal because (laughs) I was following this league because of him and, and just trying to see, you know, it was in the springtime. So it was perfect. Like when I really didn't have much to watch next to baseball, I was like, okay, this is great for me when I'm missing and fiending football, it was perfect. So um, it's, it's, it's really big for me to, to see this come back. Um, it's like a real life ballers right now. So it's like, it's it's crazy. Um, But I do want to see what he's going to do because even before the pandemic hit, the XFL was already having quite a few issues. And I say that because like I mentioned, my best friend played, there were some things on the back end um, just taking care of their players that they were not doing. Um, Housing, there, there were a couple of issues there, getting them prepared because a lot of them, Okay, you get signed, you gotta go out and you gotta figure it out. They weren't giving them much time to find a place or do this, and that's some of the stuff I was hearing on the back end. So it was like there are some things that need to be fixed. Um, but I wanna see what he's going to do, which I feel like he's very intelligent that he'll figure it out, you know. Um, shoot, I, I was I was making a joke that he might end up on the team himself playing because we know he wanna do it anyway. <laughs> but uh I just want to see what he's gonna do. I'm excited.
1: Yeah. Candace.
4: Yeah, I mean, this is
2: such, it's such an amazing story. I wrote an article about this. And for one, I mean, imagine buying a company from your former employer. Like that's just, mm-hmm. who can say that? Who can actually say that? The fact that The Rock, and The Rock is phenomenal. Everyone loves The Rock. He has the Titan Games, which is a huge hit. So he's already riding on this wave. And then he goes and buys the XFL for $15 million, which is way less than what it was you know, first purchased for. And I feel as though this is just going to be a hit because everything that The Rock touches is gold. Whatever Vince McMahon couldn't do with the XFL, The Rock, I believe, will do. And he's going to take it much further than probably anyone could have thought the XFL could have gone to. Because The Rock and Danny Garcia, I just, they have a great eye. They have a great mind for business. Their production company is is wonderful. And I'm super excited to just see where this goes because I think it's going to be a huge hit. And I think people are really going to tune in and make a lot of money from this. So this is just an, an all-around great move. Like, I was so excited to hear about this. And it just came out of nowhere. No one expected this. So The Rock just came through and said, I'm just going to buy this company for $15 million And we're just going to sit on it until things kind of die down. I feel like once the pandemic settles down and this just really, you know, goes forward, it's just going to be huge. And I, I'm just, I can't wait to see what comes of this.
1: Lamar before we are uh, closed, what do you think? Do you see the rock being able to take the XFL to new heights and making it must-see TV? think it's a little bit of a shot
0: in the arm here um at least you got that name brand now with having the rock there and being involved with it um i feel like that it it, it'll give those players a a better opportunity for them just to hone their craft maybe try to get into the nfl as well so um i just think that it's a it's a good it's a good move there
1: it's definitely it's gonna be interesting i'm i'm excited to see it and you know listen to everybody talk about it got me thinking Wow, this really could work this time. Uh, all right, so now it's time, before we get out of here, for our, uh, I don't know if y'all was taking notes or mental notes for your Mount Rushmore black wrestlers. So I'm going to start with the ladies first. I'm going to start with Brianna. Who is on your Mount Rushmore of black wrestlers? Can be past, present, or even future. Mm, mm, see, <laughs> because I have
4: like a men's side, and then I have a women's
1: side. But, it's, um, it's your, your list.
4: Mm, okay, I'm gonna go. <sighs> Naomi. Um, would I add Sasha? I guess Sasha's on it. This is a hard list for me though, because I change it a lot. But um, my top, I guess, I want to put Naomi and Sasha there. The Rock. Um, really, he's first because he he really got me into wrestling in the first place. Um, Mark Henry.
3: um, Booker T is up there, but...
4: (laughs) I don't know. Oh, this is so hard. Okay. For real, for real. I'm I'm just going to say to be safe, and I might (laughs) change this later, so... Not judgment, (laughs) but... um, I'm gonna say The Rock, Sasha Naomi, um Booker T. What's the other person I just named? I forgot already. Mark Henry. Mark Henry, yeah. I like
1: how you made Sasha Naomi like one person.
4: <laughs> oh, I did it. I did. That's why I said it's, it's difficult for me because I have like a men's side and then I have a women's side. Cause I'm like
1: you could do both. You could, you could, you could have your women's list and your men's list.
4: It's so hard. I want it's like I want Naomi over Sasha, but I want them both on there some kind of way. But see, I can push Mark Henry kind of like behind them
2: with mm-hmm. Big and all them
4: like right, right Whoa. there. They're right, peeking. they're right there, but they're right there. But I'm saying it's it's so difficult for me because I'll be like, Yeah, I want them in my top, then I'll change it.
1: So she wants I'm to push with
4: that. Just 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 push Mark Henry right behind them, right there.
1: With Big Daddy V, Big okay. Daddy v and in the <laughs> Lamar, what's yours? All right. So this was a
0: good one. I had to think about this for a little bit. Um, number one, I go with Ron Simmons, Farouk. Uh, you know, first uh, black champion. I had to give him give him respects on that one. Number two, The Rock. That goes without saying. Number three, the five time, five time, five time, five time, five time champion Booker T. And um, I got a lady on the list here. I got Sasha Banks on there, but also I really do not want to forget Jacqueline on the, on that list as well. Mm-hmm. Um, very underrated wrestler. I feel like that she definitely deserves her flowers. I have to put Sasha above her though, but um, Jacqueline definitely deserves some serious consideration. All
1: right. All right. Candace. Yeah, this is,
2: this was absolutely hard and I have a list. <laughs> like a long- I also did what Brianna did. I was like, I want to put women on one side and men on the me. other. You can was. do
1: that. Y'all y'all could do that. <laughs> I did. <Literally. laughs>
2: I also wanted to shout out like some up and comers too. So it was really hard. I know. Mean, she's
1: so nice. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I definitely have Ron Simmons, absolutely, and Booker T. Those two, it was like a no-brainer for me. Um, I also put Jazz on the list. You know, I got to give her a shout out. Um, An absolute legend on there. And gosh, this is really hard because there's just so many, there's so many people. Um, Gosh, for the fourth one, there only has to be four because that's Mount Rushmore itself. the fourth one, goodness i feel like i want to i want to shout someone out who's up and coming
1: and who would that be
2: and that even that was hard there's so many up and coming you know young black wrestlers out here um i think for the fourth person You know what? I'm gonna throw a curveball up and comer. I'm just gonna do it because I believe in him. I'm gonna put Darius Carter on there and just
1: Oh okay.
2: I I see his name because I've worked with Darius, so I'm a little biased, but I honestly think he's massively underrated.
1: Absolutely.
2: Should be in the big leagues by now. So I'm just waiting for it. But um he's been one to watch since I've entered this business. And I truly believe once he gets his big shot, it's just going to be up there with these guys. Like absolutely. So I'm going to be the odd person and, and put that name in
1: there. So. Well, Darius, make sure you listen and make sure you <laughs> tell the people.
2: <laughs> well, I'll let them know. We'll <clears throat> know and we'll promote for sure. So now
1: you got to make sure you live up to the expectations. We want to make <laughs> sure you're on the list of everybody, not just Candace list. Santana you ready
3: um I suppose <laughs> <laughs> um so first I will have to say The Rock um automatically um can I do tag team go ahead <laughs> least tag team would definitely have to be I want to say as far as like my um, era that I know about is like the Usos I love them a lot like yes a talented at this world um, don't make them as one pair, that's gonna be like my second.
1: <laughs> they're they twins, so
3: they're gonna be together. They, they, they,
1: <laughs> the, the, the egg split.
3: <laughs> um, uh, Naomi definitely, and to say for my last person, as far as an upcomer is Bianca Belair. I love her, she is so talented. She like they she needs she, like I hate you know her coming over to Raw, you know, so I know her being beside like her husband and everything, but she got some star power, Bianca Belair does.
1: Yeah, Bianca Belair is the absolute truth. Well, speaking of somebody who's interviewed Bianca Belair,
5: David. You're right. Yeah, man. Bianca, Bianca is, uh, she both of them, uh, her and Montez were just the nicest people to me. I was, so, I was so surprised when she emailed me back, um, to do that interview. But, um, so I, I've split mine up. I have a women's one. And I have, I have a men's one and I was thinking about a tag team one, but I couldn't come up <laughs> with four. At least I couldn't <laughs> think of one. Um, but my women's, my women's, uh, my Rushmore is going to be, uh, Sasha Banks, um, Jacqueline uh, Naomi and then Austin Kong uh, I've been a big fan of Austin oh, Kong she uh, I think her running TNA people kind of they weren't watching TNA so I guess they didn't really see it but, right um,
3: oh, tremendous
5: weird. work tremendous work her her and uh, Gail Kim's feud was amazing so really really good work from her so uh, Austin Kong deserves her flowers for sure um, and then for the men um, Ron Simmons obviously I mean, that's an obvious one uh, but also one I didn't hear name was uh, Tony Atlas. Uh, Tony Atlas was one half of the first black WWE or first black tag team champions with uh, Rocky Johnson. Um, and so I think Tony Atlas should be up there as well. And then um, the Rock, even though the Vince, even though Vince doesn't think he's black, um, you know the Rockies have black. But Except in February. That. Yeah, except in February, sort of after people didn't brought it up because you it just wasn't really coming up like that. But um, so what? So I said, okay, so we've got Tony Atlas, Ron Simmons, The Rock, and then I'm gonna go with Booker T. Just because, again, him his longevity and his ability to continue to work and then mentor young folks coming up. Um, that it's it's that was it's an obvious choice, but I'm in there.
1: Yeah, even though he liked to criticize him,
5: <laughs> but yeah, he does. Like-
1: and it's all, it's all good, but my uh, Mount Rushmore, I'm going to start with the women, and I'm going old school. If you watch Dark Side of the Ring, you heard this name, and that's Sweet Georgia Brown. One of the, I believe, the first African-American women wrestler. She really dealt with a lot in this business, and I'm putting her on my list. Then I'm going jazz, and you know, jazz just Dominant and it's unfortunate. I had an opportunity to have dinner with her after an RCW show a company I used to work for and she said like creative just didn't have nothing for and I thought that was unfortunate because so much You could do with her and then like who's on everybody else's list the next two is Naomi and Sasha banks Just for what they've done and will do for the business and it was hard leaving off awesome Kong and Jacqueline, but these are my four and for the men um you know obviously the rock booker t ron simmons go figure but the person i would put on there first is the big cat i mean yeah the big cat ernie Ladd. just the you know when i look back at like some of that old mid-south uh content and see what he did you know him and junkyard dog they used to have like some of the best feud so And it was really a toss-up between those two. I mean, because you could go with Junkyard Dog. This guy was more over, was like the most over person in wrestling at one point. But Vince wasn't taking the title off Hogan. Just... And it's unfortunate, like when you look at some of the DVDs, I'm gonna call it what it is, you see a lot of white wrestlers and I'm talking like the newer school, like your is saying, oh yeah, Junkyard Dog was cool, but he shouldn't have been champion. But then you have your Booker T's and your Mark Henry saying he should have been champion. I just think it was a different time and day then, but you know, the big cat Ernie Ladd was, um, you know, he put on shows and he went out there, you know, did his thing. So that's my list. Um, before we get out of here uh any final thoughts
4: i forgot Devon. i totally forgot him he was on my top. <laughs> uh, i was like dang i can't forget him
1: oh Devon.
4: I, <laughs> I love him
1: hey i say that for off the air I... <laughs> but any final thoughts anybody before we get out of here <sighs>
5: Well, I think, uh, you know, it was great to see you've got all the brothers and sisters who enjoy professional wrestling, just gathering together and just being able to talk, talk up a little bit and, and, and really discuss some of the things that we see in wrestling because it's, you know, you go to these shows, even when you're in cities that are, that are predominantly black, you know, I've been to a few shows in Atlanta and the crowds still are not the majority black, you know. Um, and now here I am in Knoxville, and I already know the crowd of gonna be very black. Um, but uh, I, I will say it's 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 refreshing and it's nice. Um, and of course, then we have those perspectives um, and those shared experiences when we see these these wrestlers that we identify with, and I say, hey, they look like us, and we see them find some success and breaking breaking the glass ceiling. There you go, Brian. <laughs> breaking break that breaking the glass ceiling.
1: Mm-hmm. Breaking the glass ceiling d David, let the people know where they can find you. Well, he finishes
5: <laughs> Well, yeah, I've been drinking a lot. I'm trying to stay hydrated. Um, you can find me on uh Instagram or Twitter at Deacon underscore Sheely. Um and you can see right there on the screen. sheely S-C-H-I-E-L-E. So um that is where you'll find me on Twitter and on Instagram.
1: All right. Santana, let the people know where they can find you
3: um on instagram you can find me at santana the journalist and on twitter you can find me at Drian santana right there on the screen you can't uh, miss it
1: <laughs> all right candace hey
2: everyone so you can find me on instagram at that girl 16 that's one six and on twitter you can also find me on as candace benelia right there on the screen and i also have a youtube channel if you look up Candace cordelia you can subscribe i do podcasts about wrestling and i'm going to start doing behind the scenes stuff there might be some gaming on there so i'm ramping that all up um
4: but yes please follow and subscribe
1: all right brianna
4: i like canvas is that girl like i want to take that <laughs> <laughs> it's like emphasis that Thank girl you. um but instagram and Twitter, you can follow me at Brianna JTV. One in, guys. One in. Do not make me Brianna. Brianna. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, Lamar. All right.
0: On Instagram, you can find me at primetime2832. That's primetime2832. And you can also find me on Twitter at Lamar Gaffer. That's all in one word, as the screen says below. All oh. right.
1: I just kicked. All right. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining this episode of Break It Down with Brian H. Hey, I don't know if they heard me. I removed myself from the stream by accident, um, you know, but make sure you go ahead and hit the subscribe button down below. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, make sure you follow us on Instagram and um, Twitter at Wrestling Round. Follow me at Brian H. Waters. Also, make sure you like the Facebook fan page. And guess what? My birthday's coming up so what that means i'm dropping a special episode of breaking through the glass ceiling reflecting on year 33 where i have an unfiltered conversation about everything that happened so make sure you check that out it might get me in trouble with some people but if they don't like what i gotta say it's not like i won't say it to their face <laughs> until the next time folks so long everybody Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Break It Down with Brian H. Hit the subscribe button and turn on the bell so you get notified every time the Wrestling Realm posts new content.